Forgotten Flicks, Episode 74. It's a Pee-wee double feature, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and Big Top Pee-wee. But first... This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. It's the most addictive kind of cocaine, and it can kill you. What's really bad is nobody knows how much it takes. So every time you use it, you risk dying. It isn't worth it. Look, everybody wants to be cool. But doing it with crack isn't just wrong. Could be dead wrong. boy the girls it's me joel and of course i'm joined as always by the one and only cowboy curtis himself everybody it's jason i know you are but what am i <sighs> indeed my friend indeed <laughs> yes this is probably the episode that all of you have been waiting for the longest when I, by all of you, I mean you, singular, the one person out there listening. Actually, yes. by by you, you mean me. Actually, this you. is my movie. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yay, Pee so, Wee. Regardless of how we come down on this, my friend, I will admit <laughs> that I have been walking around for my children, laughing as you somewhat do naturally. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? 
Yes, we are going to be talking the great Pee-wee. But by nature, I guess, is great implies big, and Pee-wee implies small. So It's kind of a, an oxymoron. Yeah. Well, moron. So, That's appropriate. Or moron, yes. So this is exciting because uh, we've talked about this for a while, and I actually asked to put this on um, a while back. We Yeah, like before we started the podcast? I was going to say, this was <laughs> on, our, I think, our original show list. Yeah. Um, God, who kept changing age? that thing, dude? I don't know, some son of a bitch that I, uh, I am just glad we got rid of his ass. It was that show director guy. That Yeah, what was his name? S- second assistant director to the, I don't know. It's something, yeah. You know what, yeah, we I, I, all I have to say about that guy, you know what he's going to do? Play with people, cause I'm Yes. Man. Okay, you are blowing your twister sister wad way too early, my I, friend. I, no, no, I I'm not because I'm going to. I plan on blowing it all episode long. So oh, if okay. a, if a, you don't like twisted sister, you're offended by kick ass power rock. Okay. Hair band rock, probably yes. the, some of the best hair band rock. Yes, because because uh, we're not going to take it. Sorry, if if not the greatest, you know, rock anthem. Of the 80s, it's up there, okay? It's got to be in the top. It, it's got. It may be the best. And it, although, you know, I got a soft spot for uh, for a Quiet Riot and Metal Health. Uh, yeah, I love uh, that song. Yeah, yeah. Down, 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 Sorry. Wow, this is going to be a twisted episode, I can tell you that. Yeah, it's appropriate. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Because that was clever. It, either way, it was clever. I try and be punny when I uh, You are. You're a punny guy. That's what I love about you. So anyway. So we decided that we were going to do a double feature tonight because our first discussion was around just Pee-wee's Big Adventure. But as you all probably know, uh, there were two Pee-wee movies that came out in 1985, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which we're going to talk about first. And then, of course, the follow-up to that, uh, three years later in 1988, Big Top Pee-wee. Yes. So we're we're gonna cover both. Yep. Uh, so stick with us. I, I swear we'll get we'll get to both. But but, <laughs> but. but first, Jay, would you like to um, get a little uh, trailer action going? I would love to get this trailer going. Warner Brothers is proud to present the story of a guy. Warning, I'm here. And his bike. James Bond kind of stuff. Together for the first time in their first big movie. I meant to do that. I say we killed him. Yeah! I see we let him go. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. <laughs> what? Well, 
And there you have it, folks. Large Marge. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So, Jay, would you like to hit us with a little uh, synopsis knowledge and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hit the synopsis pretty quick tonight on both of them. I'm just going to give kind of a couple of well, sentences. Big Top to Pee is really it. easy. You just say, Valeria Golino. <laughs> we'll get to we'll that. Get, okay. We'll get to mm-hmm. that. We'll get to that. Uh-huh. So uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is basically the story of Pee-wee Herman and his <laughs> bicycle. Sorry. And what happens is he's got this amazing bike and his arch nemesis, Francis Buxton, steals it. And Pee-wee goes on an adventure to find his bike and recover it. And so, Also known as Chubby from Teen Wolf. Uh, yeah, yeah, Francis Buxton, yep. Yeah. Um, who was played by uh, Mark Carlton. So uh, he goes, uh, Pee Wee goes on this uh, adventure across country to recover his bike and has amazing adventures and, and encounters different characters throughout his uh, travels as he tries to find his bike. And um, spoiler alert, please, uh, oh. he finds his bike. Oh, damn it. I was, <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't care. Hello, I'm JV. You may know me from such podcasts as JV Mail, About 12 Minutes, and the video game Journey Down Chapter 1. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at Netflix on DVD. We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. Thank you, JV. And I wonder if I should also be in the about 12 minutes, being as that might, in fact, be my sexual average. What? You wish. I said average, because you know, average. What, you, you know what that means. Oh, yeah. Booyah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, heavily we- I'm, I'm heavily weighing the time that it went 15 minutes. Oh, that's when you were by yourself in the cold shower. Hey, that's hey, what you were talking hey. about. Okay, gotcha. Um, so that's basically the synopsis. Pee-wee uh, and uh, Francis Buxton bicycle, and he goes off looking for it at the Alamo in and the, the basement. basement. <laughs> yes. So um, it is chocked full of uh, um, cameos. There's a couple of people in it. Character-wise are, are uh, pretty funny, so um, it, it's uh, got – Let's see. Paul Rubens plays Pee Wee Herman. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Daly plays Dottie, mm-hmm. who is mm-hmm. his kind of uh, pseudo love interest squeeze. She's the uh, bike shop worker that um, works on his bike. And, and kind I of believe, has a crush and I believe she would be better off dead than to live without him. Yes. <laughs> and, and may have been uh, in a handful of 80s movies. Uh-huh. Um, She's cute. Valley Girl, by the way. <clears throat> so um, she's cute she's cute i think she's cute yeah. i definitely think she's yeah. cute yeah. yeah yeah no i have no problem with that whatsoever uh mark holton you mentioned already plays, <laughs> i'm glad uh, you don't Francis have a problem with it <laughs> i have no problem would have been great if you've been like you know what i'm tired of this crap son of a bitch <laughs> i hate that no. so yeah he was um then mark holton who you mentioned was in teen wolf well Mug-Mug. i was thinking of him more from teen wolf 2 where he really stole the show <laughs> yes. From Jason Bateman, who really looked pained to be there. Yes, because he looks exactly like Michael J. Fox. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, actually, Mark Holton, better known from uh, playing John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> they in... thought he's better known than Teen Wolf? Really? That's depressing. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, and then uh, Diane Salinger, who played Simone. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, uh, a diner worker, but they, mm-hmm. it's just there's chock full of cool. But well, of cool course, at, towards uh, well at the Alamo, did you catch who the guide was? Oh yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. It was uh, Jan Hooks. Yes, was, from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, I loved it in Saturday Night Live. Actually, can you one say of the things... Adobe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Corn has thousands of uses. All of which I'll All tell you about right could... now. <laughs> yes. Actually, according to IMDb, which uh, to be believed, as we always mention, uh, take it for what it's worth, uh, they said that she actually improv that entire tour guide scene. I believe it. Yeah, she's really I believe it. She's, she's awesome. so funny. And did you, of course, catch one of the co-writers of it at the end of the movie? God rest him. God, I wish I miss him so much. I know. It sucks so bad. And that and really this uh, – I'm going to bring this up later, but Phil Hartman oh. – was one of the writers of this. Along Probably with my Paul top five Wilson. comedians of all time. I love. It's got to be. Gotta I loved be. him, man. God damn it, he so was funny. funny. So funny. And he actually had a cameo at the very end. He played in uh, a reporter who was interviewing Pee Wee, but he was actually one of the co-writers along with Paul Rubens. And did you catch like the way he even? I just love the way he would say a line. He said, "So exactly when did you become blood brothers with Pee Wee?" Oh. And it, it always it reminds is. me of, of Caveman Lawyer. Remember that bit. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, your ways frighten me. <laughs> it's Armani SN- suit. Yeah, Phil Phil Hartman's SNL stuff is is some of the God. the classic from my era anyway. From the and I know Daryl I- Hammond did a good Bill Clinton, but I I think Phil Hartman did even. I would never forget the thing when Clinton was running in ninety two, and the the whole bit of him going by the McDonald's to meet with his you know constituency. Oh. <laughs> and he's like yes. he's like stealing French fries off a of beer. Just the way and just the whole way he played it, man. God, it was so funny. Yeah, I I love Phil Hartman. He is he is. I agree with you. He's one of my favorite uh, comedians. He's he's a fantastic writer. He's a great delivery of uh, of lines. And so it's a sad tragedy. He's no longer with us. But he was in it, and is also one of the writers. And I think one of the big reasons why this movie worked so well. And then did you catch the cameo? You know the part where Pee Wee has. Lost his bike. It's been stolen. You mean the whole movie? He, no, yeah, shut up. <laughs> He's freaked out. He is freaked out on all his friends. The he tells Dottie, movie. I don't need anybody, and I don't need you. Mm-hmm. And he goes walking off, right? Mm-hmm. And he's going through this, the the dark yeah, 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 yeah. under yeah. part of the city. Yeah. yeah. Did you catch who the guy was? It says, we don't like your kind around here. He looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. Really? Yeah. It was Tim Burton. Was it? It was. Really? It was Tim Burton. It was the cameo of that. You know, because he's got that kind of curly hair. Yeah, but he's got like that kind of boyish face. That guy's like face was kind of all scrunched up. I guess he just. Yeah. Um, okay, important cameo. Biker bar scene. Oh, yes. You know yes, who? I was going to point this out. Okay, yes. wait, wait. But did, did you catch it, catch it? Or did you have to look it up? And like, as well, Okay. So be um, let me set the scene. I will be honest. I swear I will lie to you. I mean, I will be honest. <laughs> what? What? Huh? Um, Sphinx, say what? Huh? Um, what? So I I've watched this movie uh, a thousand times. I I saw it when it came out. Um, I watched it. Al- you're usually alone when you watch it, right? N- no, 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 totally. I, I was in a theater with with uh, my uncle, uh, and we we saw this. I absolutely lo- uh, loved the movie when I saw it. And then this sequence, the scene that you're talking about, um, at least, is when. He's hiking, uh, hitchhiking across country mm-hmm. from wherever he is. We assume 
New England-ish. I guess. Maybe. I have no idea. Yeah. They, they don't really say. Same town it looks from like uh, Big Top. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Or maybe from California, because when he starts hitchhiking, he's looks like he's somewhere in L.A. I would, yeah, I would say he, he really didn't go very far, because in the end, mild spoiler alert, when Dottie shows up with his bike, unless she took a time machine to get there, or they held him in the office a long time, he couldn't have gone that far. Well, no. Yeah, maybe he started in California, in Los Angeles, because he had to go to Texas to the Alamo, because the... The fortune tellers said, Mm -hmm. bikes in the basement in the Alamo. He started heading out that way, and then when he gets in an accident and he's in the hospital. And I guess she could have taken a plane. She could have gotten there. Never mind. No, no, but I think he started in L.A., and then remember, he ends in Hollywood at the the studios. I guess, yeah, full circle. It's a bookend. It's really great writing. It's a bookend. It is. So anyway, he as he's hitchhiking across uh, a couple states, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. he, he ends up at a biker bar which is one of the classic scenes of the movie dun, dun, where dun, 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 he goes dun, dun, in to, to use the phone and the bar is full of these rowdy bikers all with these my, leather my, my eldest My eldest son, my five-year-old, asked if they were pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, they're bikers. He goes, what? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. are those? Yeah. Um, they all look like pirates because one guy's got a patch on. And they're, they're all like, kind of harrr. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and they're all, you know, being rowdy. And Pee Wee just turns around and says, I'm trying to use the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, of course, my kids, yeah. as he walks in, he looks, you know, as Pee Wee goes up to the outside of the bar. On the outside, there's it says public phone. <laughs> and he's like, what's that? And he goes in, puts money in a phone. Like, Why is he putting money in a phone? You know, so, yeah, I know. Um. So he's trying to use a payphone, and he yells at them, and they all basically grab him, and they're going to kill him. And that's what you hear a little bit in the trailer. Um, well, isn't that after he knocks their bikes down? Like, the, he leaves, right? And oh, then, that's right. And then he, he actually says, knocks yeah. their bikes down. Yeah. Yeah, he says, no, he says, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out, and he's like, meh, meh, meh. And he hip checks accidentally mm-hmm. and knocks this entire domino sequence of bikes down in front of real the, quick before uh, we d- expo- expose so to speak the uh the cameo that we're going to talk about um yes. did, did does Pee Wee seem to have some maybe um emotional problems um no okay just Thanks. checking okay well just that's me what, that's what i thought <clears throat> yep good mm-hmm. here you go mm-hmm. um so he he actually accidentally knocked down all the bikes okay and so they all come out and they hear it and they all run out kind of piratey and they yeah. grab Arrgh. him. Yeah, and then the one guy, you know, I say we kill him. No, I say we hang him. Then we kill him. No, mm-hmm. I say we. And then, and then, um, a this busty woman comes, lady, busty lady, this biker chick comes up and says, I say you give him to me. And, you know, she's kind of low cut. Uh, and, and, and by I the way, all... and by the way, I totally ID'd her, never looked at her face once. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would actually be impressed if uh, that were the case. Um, <laughs> and a little so, bit disturbed, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you couldn't disturb any more than you are. Okay, true. Um, so, yes, she, and I've, for years, I thought, God, she looks kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. And ever since I first saw her, I thought she looks familiar. But I could never place her. And, of course, IMDb wasn't around when I was a kid. Uh, it wasn't around when I was a grown-up. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't around since you've retired, Jay. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this time I'm like, God dang it, who is that? And so I watched it for the show. Holy freaking crap! It's, it's Cassandra Peterson, aka <laughs> Elvira. Yes, it was Elvira. It was, it 
was it was the horror hostess herself, yep. probably <laughs> the horror hostess with the best cleavage in the world, and yeah. uh, you don't recognize her without, uh, you know, I guess a face with the face. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it it was it was I I could tell I'd I'd seen enough pictures of her out of the Elvira getup uh, to have recognized her, but it, this is the first time watching. I mean, I hadn't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Cry it, man! God, I want to say it's at least been. 10 years at least so but but even but i never like i was like as i'm watching like is that oh my god one of those kind of moments so yeah no that was really cool see elvira in the biker scene yeah so uh she she kind of shows up as a a quick cameo and then um towards the end you know she's she's in it again but Mm -hmm. uh um Anyway, so those are the cameos. Some, well, of course, you have Morgan Fairchild and James Brolin at the end playing PW. <laughs> yes, because uh, at the end, as uh, JV so eloquently pointed out, uh, this is a spoiler. Um, at the end, he finds his bike at the studios. Warner uh, Brothers, yep. Warner Brothers Studios, and they run through. Uh, basically, he there's a big long chase scene through the studios, and he runs through several different major, uh, you know. Um, Sound studios and and uh, backdrops and everything, and has this uh, venture through everything. Of course, he runs through probably one of the greatest film sets of all time, series anyway, of uh, Godzilla. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, um, and as a result, the studio says we think your movie would or your story would make a great movie, and they make the movie with James Brolin as Pee Wee, but he's a spy. Oh yes, and and of course. And- <laughs> Pee-wee gets a cameo in his own movie. Yes. <laughs> with the immortal line. Paging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk. And I just love how Pee-wee <laughs> just keeps like awkwardly glancing at the camera and then glancing around yes. like he knows he's not supposed to. Like he's well, the best that... bad act- actor, acti- actor acting <laughs> yes. like he's a bad actor ever. Yes, and he's even at one point, like, he's kind of looking around, and when Morgan Fairchild and James Brolin are having a conversation in front of the desk, which, credit to them, too, because they, oh, they kept it acted together, like though. he was not there. Like he was truly and, an extra, yeah. Yeah, and and at one point, Pee-wee's kind of looking, and then it's like, it's almost like he got direction to get out of the shot, get out of the shot, and he kind of backs yeah. away. Yeah, he looks, looks away real fast. <laughs> he looks away, and then he backs out of the middle, between the and middle of And, of course, that whole sequence made me thrilled because I love drive-ins. <laughs> we actually have a drive-in in, in my town. It's, like, 60-something years old. It's one of the few left, and we go there occasionally when we can, and I love drive-ins, so I completely forgotten that the end of this movie took place, took in, place one. in a drive-in. Yeah, so that made me you smile. You know what? I, I looked up some, uh, I was looking up some trivia about the movie, and, you know, that actual drive-in they shot... Uh, this movie in was the drive-in from Greece. Really? And that drive-in was actually built in 1933. It was one of the first drive-ins oh, in wow. California. It was demolished in Of course it was. Thank, thanks, for, thanks on that note, a-hole. Yeah, and there's, it, it, there's nothing left of it. it, it it's a car lot, gone. right? Literally like that. Because my, my, my one that I went to like <laughs> all through high school and middle school and everything, yeah, that one is, well, at least now it's like a park. Uh, but for the longest time, it was like a used car lot. <laughs> So, like, oh. insult to injury. And, like, they left, like, the concession stand in the back, but they just ripped the wall down so you could see it. Ugh. You could see everywhere, all your memories, everything, just crapped all over with, like, mm. like beat-up Fiats and <laughs> Hyundais. Like, and... Tell me what the most amazing childhood memory you have is, and I'm going to pee all over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pee and poop on it. 
for me to yeah, poop on. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, the, so it ends with James Brolin and and uh, um, playing kind of the the secret agent when PW. the PW and the bike, so to speak, is actually a motorcycle. Yeah, that's um, awesome. A spy motorcycle that ninjas steal, and it's it's so you know classic, but um, it's very funny. So then Morgan Fairchild plays Dottie mm-hmm. uh, in that, and um, they they kind of play a few scenes in between as Pee Wee's watching his movie and um, in the in, with his friends, all the people he's met along his adventures, which is is pretty fun. So indeed, it was indeed it was. So, so like, do you want to get into? Does the movie? I mean, you said you've seen it a thousand times, so I don't even. Well, know it's been can... a while. Oh, okay. It has been a while. Okay. Um, I I saw it a bunch, and this is one of the films. And I'll start. Um, this is one of the movies that had a a major uh, cultural impact. Hey, on... hey, Jason, Jason, <laughs> could you could you start on this one? I just want to hear what your thoughts are first. <laughs> I don't know. You have to talk me into it. All right. Uh, please start. Pretty please. Ple- ple- pretty please. Pretty please with Pee Wee on top. Come on. <laughs> so no this was hilarious and you know we've talked about this before one of the one of the people that really got me jazzed two people that got me jazzed about movies in my life were my dad and my uncle and you know they both were big movie fans i, I some of my greatest movie moments i remember going to theaters to see big big films uh with that got me so excited about movies were with either my dad or or, or my uncle and this was one of those that my uncle and i it was a running joke for god i swear two decades well maybe not that long but close and it 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 was one of those that all the jokes in it were just we carried them on for years even though we weren't really referencing back to the movie you know it was like one of those that you just did it so much it just became part of your shtick so you just kind of walked around and whenever somebody in your family just you know called you a dickhead for instance (laughs) you would say i know you are but what am i I even the laugh even the (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of your natural laugh seriously no, it's not natural. I picked that up when I was uh, a teenager. So. Um, okay. Anyway, this this is a movie that was was uh, really big for me. It was uh, back when it came out, and and we all got a big kick out of it. We we all as a family really loved it. And um, so rewatching it, I was I was curious. I'm like, okay, I do remember a lot of the movie. And uh, going into it, I thought, okay, I'm not going to dislike the movie watching it, but is it going to? Is there going to be anything different in it? Am I going to see something that I didn't see before? Is there something that's going to stand out? And it didn't. I love this movie. To me, this movie is a complete fantasy world, and Pee-wee is just a fantasy character that everything around him is sort of in his imagination. It's it's everything is so oddly put together, and and it just it works for me, and it really really is funny, and um, I like it all. Now I do want to mention that I remember, and I. Rewatching it on uh, on DVD now, I didn't see it, and I haven't seen this for a long time. But I remember watching a version a long, oh, long time. Did ago. you say a virgin? And yes, I remember watching her. And no, <laughs> and, then the, and then the police showed up, so you had to scramble, <laughs> scramble, Ace. And then the screen came down, and they put another quarter in. God dang it! <laughs> <laughs> and then I just cried into my <laughs> lotion coated hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember watching a version of this movie. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I'm gonna pull out a, a couple of scenes here, just to be specific. The scenes where uh, I remember specifically uh, when he's locking his bike up in the very beginning, when they've got that animatronic clown, yes, and he's pulling his chain out. I remember <laughs> very vividly 
as he's pulling the chain out of that compartment on the side of his bike, mm-hmm. the screen, you could see the chain coming through the bottom of that compartment and coming I remember. It, like I rem- he- now that you say that, I actually remember that too. And now in the new DVD that I watched, you couldn't see that. They like probably it cut pro- it. they probably gagged. Yeah, they probably maybe either enlarged the image just because digitally they could do that. Probably back when you watched it on VHS, okay. the okay, transfer. Yeah. No, no. It, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. That potentially could have happened. But I've got two other scenes. Mm-hmm. One is when he's driving with Mickey, and Mickey is kind of the bad guy, the guy that you know. I got angry and I took a knife. And I cut the tag off of the yes. mattress that says do not remove. And then when Pee Wee huh? later dresses up as his quote-unquote wife, <laughs> Mickey gives yes. Pee Wee, let's just say, a lingering look. Yes. <laughs> it was a— And let's, be, let's get it, something straight. Pee Wee <laughs> has an olive oil-like quality to him when dressed up. Yes, and, and a, a tall, nubile boy look. Yeah. Um, at best. At um, best. <laughs> yeah, so um, Mickey picks him up, and and so they're both like, the law, the law. And um, that's when they see a roadblock, and Pee Wee dresses up and is basically a thigh-length sweater. Dude, was it was that made out of Angora? <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Was it Angora? Because I'm wondering if that was supposed to be like an Ed Wood reference. I don't know. It could have been. It could have uh-huh. been. Uh, but uh, it, and so they escape the law, and then the next scene is Pee-wee's driving at night, and they're driving through the desert, and mm-hmm. it's dark, and these signs start coming towards him as he's driving. And the signs originally show the first is the uh, diamond-shaped or, uh, yellowish-orange sign that shows curve ahead, and it's just a picture of a curve, uh, you know, the arrow mm-hmm. curve. The next one shows like the full 360 loop, and the next one's like these crazy, yeah. you know, squiggles. I remember watching a version. That you could see the signs on a track and being pulled forward. Now that I like, don't remember. I, I remember seeing the track on the ground and the signs in it, and then the the, the signs. Wait, 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 wait J- Jason, track. Jason, Jason. Are you sure you weren't actually on the set when they were shooting? <laughs> no, I got one more. Okay, that one okay. could have been cut. That one could have been cropped up too. The, the 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 final scene that I remember, and that's why I thought this was all just part of the movie. Um, back then, because I thought it's just part of the making fun of movies, hmm. because that's one of the things I took this film as a little bit of a satire. Of, yeah, yeah, it is. And so especially as they go through the Warner Brothers set, but, you know, and they've got the the big uh, Warner Brothers executive and all that stuff is all seems like a satire. But the final one that made me think that I watched that they changed the cut was I remember watching. You remember when Mickey. Uh, drops him off, says, that's it, kid. You shouldn't hang out with me anymore and, and leaves him on the side of the road. And Pee Wee's like, but I'm in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's dark. Mm-hmm. And he puts on his headlight glasses. Yep. And as soon as he turns them on, there are animals everywhere. Mm-hmm. I swear to you, I remember watching a version that the live animals that are in that scene, because it's like, I don't know, there's like 20 animals, including a stuffed lion yes, and a stuffed yeah. buffalo and all that. But there are a couple live ones. Like there's a live raccoon and a live possum. I remember watching a version. They were in cages. Like, okay. as they're crawling around, you I have see a, the did, cages. Did you hear the public service announcement that Pee Wee treated us to at the beginning about crack <laughs> and not being cool? Because I don't know if you got the message circa 1985, but, Jay, crack is whack. <laughs> and if you were doing crack, especially while watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, I swear. I saw those animals in cages and now if you go back and watch they're not 
But I have seen the version that all those things are there, and it seemed like did you it was, search? Did you did you do like a? I hear the kids no, these days have this like thing that they use called Giggle or something. Is it like a card catalog? Because I've used that. It's before. like a Dewey Decimal System. Uh, um, yeah. but it's, it's on the pewter. No, I, I haven't been to the library lately. Yeah. So the, the, you know that, you know, that TV that the kids call computers, the, the, the screen, the computer part. Oh, the little TV in the, in the, in the office. And I don't go in there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, what it is, is they go on to giggle apparently <laughs> and they, and they actually talk to it. They ask it questions <laughs> and like the great swamis of old, it no. lets them know <laughs> secrets <laughs> such as why does the new version of Pee Wee's Big Adventure not have animals in cages? <laughs> Giggle. But I'm serious. I Giggle. don't know. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> but I remember watching a version of that movie yeah. that felt like it was uncut. That on doesn't purpose. exist. Got it. No shit. <laughs> well, can we talk about my, my take on it? Because the version I watched sucked. God damn it. You're not going to say that, are you? Okay, let's hear what you have to say. You have one minute, and then we're going to Big Tom, because I'm not listening to this. <laughs> okay, where do I start? <laughs> Actually, no, I, I I didn't I didn't hate it at all. Um, well, I had a weird experience though, because I I was trying to you know find the time to watch it, and I you were in the closet. Yeah, the you know, off, it's, oh, you know, again, <laughs> lotion. So <laughs> it's aloe vera. It makes my palms soft. Vitamin and, E. <laughs> Uh, did you ever get caught that joke in middle school about the, so your mom catch you jerking off in the closet? And you're like, no, good hind place, huh? <laughs> did you ever get anybody do that to you? Because I had that happen a lot. Right. And you're telling me not to do crack. Okay. Yeah. Right. I didn't say I did crack. <laughs> yes. So, so tell me about your weird yeah, experience. So, well, I, watched, I watched like the first hour-ish of it. And it was in the evening, and I was yeah. I found myself kind of smiling, but it wasn't like one of those like I'm laughing smile. Like yeah. as like I remember, I, I have a distinct memory of the first time I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. My mom had seen it at the theater. I remember her telling me about it, and like I really wanted to see it. And why she didn't take me because I guess she just didn't like me. Which you know, how, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if you've been listening for the last 34 <laughs> minutes, you get that. So just imagine this, but with a much higher voice. Balls hadn't dropped yet think about it so anyway i really wanted to see it and for some reason at the private school i went to the teacher in my fourth grade class thought it would be a great idea to show it and i remember laughing so loud at certain parts like the large marge part and several other parts i was crying laughing and when i really laugh i i literally go into almost like this silent mode that only dogs can hear and and teen wolves can hear and I it's really disturbing and I turn red and I just am hysterical and I can't stop. And then of course somebody tells you to stop, it makes it that much worse and you get yeah, that yeah. and I have this distinct memory of the teacher like pretty much like screaming at me and I'm just laughing hysterically. Like if you just visualize this like ten or eleven year old on a bar stool sitting in front of a TV with all these kids around them like looking horrified as he's laughing like this crazy, you know, Winfield <laughs> and and this teacher just in his and it's just making me laugh more and more. So that's my memory of this movie. <laughs> okay. So there is a childhood trauma attached to this movie. No, it's actually it's actually a, it's actually a fond memory to me. So <laughs> I actually have good memories of this movie, and I, I really okay. enjoyed it. I I loved Pee Wee's Playhouse as a kid. Watched it every Saturday morning, religiously. In fact, it was my religion, the religion of the Pee Wee's Playhouse. 
I had I had the books and everything. I paid for them. Got them online, which was interesting because it was 1986, and how I got them online, I really don't know. I had connections. I was I knew the kid from War Games. So anyway, <laughs> so he had an early Amazon account. Um, so so anyway, I'm watching it and I'm smiling, but in that that way, it's like. It's more nostalgia smile, like oh yeah, I'm oh yeah, kind of because yeah. it's, it's a sweet movie. It is a sweet movie. It's goofy. Yeah. I, I like the fact that you know the fact that it's Tim Burton's first movie, and you know, kind of seeing some of the things that would later become sort of like some might call redundant in his other movies that he used as far as just certain stylistic flourishes and and yeah, things like that. Yeah. Of course, Danny Elfman when his early scores, and um, you know, we talked about all that stuff and. But then I was tired. I was like, okay, I'm going to finish it tomorrow. You know, I mean, it's like, it was just fun. It wasn't like I was so engaged by the story. I mean, for Christ's sake, it's about a guy who is looking for a bike. Um, I can't I, I, I can't believe you can do that. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to not be able to, but it's gotten easier over the years. Yeah. Oh, my God. I cannot stop a movie. I cannot. I just can't. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. But you have other issues. It's a psychosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a neurosis. So, so, so anyway, you yeah, finished yeah, it the next day? Yes, but... I did this time. I watched it with my kids, and Everybody I know has such a big butt. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I actually found myself like enjoying it more and laughing more at it because uh, they were so into it. Especially like yeah, my five yeah. and four year old, they were really laughing at it and laughing at Pee Wee and uh, the whole chase sequence and and just yeah. all that stuff. And I found it to be a lot more. So I think that's the secret with movies like this that I loved as a kid that don't necessarily translate. Per- like I couldn't have just watched this as an adult and enjoyed it yeah. on that level eh, as a little time capsule. Obviously, you know, Pee Wee, it's like it's something about the 80s. And in, in, a little bit into the early '90s, but certainly the '80s, where there was th- these persona characters like Pee Wee, Ernest P. Worrell. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you remember Young Einstein? Yes, yes. You Yahoo Serious. Yahoo Serious. Like you, you yep. had these these guys. Like that was their whole shtick. And so it 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 really is indicative of that time. And like I said, love yeah. the character as a kid. Really wish I still had one of those freaking dolls because God would that be worth some money? Um, <laughs> yeah. How many no toys doubt. have I said that about? Yeah, but it did. It didn't like. It's not a movie that I would want to revisit by myself. Yeah, you know. I I I will have to say that. I mean, it's one of those uh, that it's kind of like listening to a great song. You listen to a great song, and then if you listen to it a thousand times, by the time it comes on the thousandth time, it's like. Do you mean a song like this? A song like that. No, that song is forever awesome. So, <laughs> but you know, it's like you recognize it's good, and yeah, yeah, it's a good song. But it's at that time. I, I know what me, I know. Anyway, I know what you're talking about. You, you know, know what song you're talking about? Electric Youth by Debbie Gibson. God, wouldn't it be great if I had that queued up? That'd have been so oh perfect. God, no. Electric <laughs> so. Youth, the power of seeming energy. I'm making up words. Shout it out! Shout it out of control. I'm thinking more something like Xanadu. There's no planet that was ever a good song. Oh, what? Dude. Are you serious? I am pretty confident that movie sucks so many balls that you could have a lottery. Okay. Quick pick. I haven't seen to be fair. That song. 20 years. But that song. 
I don't and have to Olivia see Olivia Newton-John. Okay, Olivia Newton-John, yes. That song. But her singing uh, is still sexy. And okay. that song to me. Uh, about as sexy as masturbating with 120 grain sandpaper. <laughs> Shut <laughs> You are. Yeah, you're, you were dead as a teenager. You, were, you didn't go through puberty until uh, you were. I one. did for <laughs> Valeria <laughs> Golino. Well, since you bring up music, yes, way, yes. Um, I would like to point out uh-huh. that this was an amazing milestone. And one of the things that, to me, made this movie so good and still does is the music in this movie. Okay. Uh, uh, you, mean, you, by... mean, you mean that? Hold on, I'm banging my head. That's one of those songs you cannot help but just wish you had long hair and bang your head. And yeah, I know. Wish I had long hair. Cute. You wish you had hair at all. Jerk off. Uh, <clears throat> I could just wait a week and I've got long hair. Wait a week. You <laughs> could wait till the afternoon. <laughs> Five o'clock shadow. Five o'clock in the morning. Um, so, no, the music uh, composed for, for Pee Wee's Big Adventure was by the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. Yeah, sorry about that. I already stole your thunder tonight. <laughs> I was trying. Danny Elfman, actually, who is, uh, as you know, I am a, a big fan of movie scores and of movie composers, and um, I love listening to just the greatest hits of some of these composers, regardless of the movies they came from. Actually, um, some of my favorite pieces are from movies that were terrible, like um, Harold Closer did fantastic music. If you listen to 10,000 BC, hmm. the music for that film was unbelievable film bites my hairy ass oh, um, oh, uh, the score um of eight heads in a duckle, duffel bag starring joe pesci <laughs> um day after tomorrow ah yes remember that one yeah unfortunately okay. okay but the music is really really good if you listen to it on its own so anyway in this movie danny elfman who uh, tim burton had seen in an oingo boingo concert and approached him for doing the, the music for this this was actually his his first major film that hmm. he composed uh, music for. And, of course, he went on to do just amazing stuff and continues to do like amazing what? stuff. Like what? And he is my absolute favorite composer. Uh, I, I love John Williams. I was going to say, I more love, than John Williams, really? No, I love John Williams. What the I hell is John wrong Williams, with you? No, listen, I think John Williams does amazing— More than Jerry Goldsmith, more than Ennio Morricone, more than—really? I think they Bernard all are Herman great. more than yes. I like Danny Elfman best, and I just like his style. And I think some of the things he's done, he's done some amazing uh, uh, range. He's shown some great range. Uh, aside from the fact that he played science as Oingo Boingo, and <laughs> he played what you you, you you dropped out of there for like a half a second. Thank you, Skype. <laughs> Yeah, he was in Weird Science. He actually played in Oingo Boingo as Oingo Boingo in Weird Science. He did? Um, Dead Man's Party. I'm trying to remember. In Weird Science, he's in the movie? No. What was the Dead Man's Party? What was what movie was that from? We talked about that. Oh, dude, you're catching it. It's I, a Dead no Man's idea. Party. Who could ask for more? It's a dead man's party. Leave your body at the door. Leave your body and soul at the door. I'm so making that my ringtone. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't remember Everyone that. out there, 
You've downloaded it. You own Shut it. Up. Shut Make up. it your ringtone. For I am never cutting that out. I'm gonna compress it, amplify it, smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no! Shut up. Cut that. Down. I have no <laughs> idea what the hell you're talking about. And go, go, no, maybe you sing it one more time, Jay. Maybe, maybe then I'll get it. No. Shut up. No, I can't even talk. Shut up. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh no! I think it no. Was it in Back to School? I don't remember. Uh, we may be doing Back to school, back school soon, but I haven't seen that in a long time, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe there is a the whole toga party. I remember that scene. It was in that one. I I swear I kick up <laughs> myself because it was a major scene. But anyway, um, yeah, it, Oingo Boingo was a bigger eighty. Was a big. Of course, they did. Well, they did the song Weird Science for the movie, so I knew that. Yes, that's yeah. right, and that's what I'm thinking of for that. But he did Dead Man's Party, which I can't remember. Uh, what movie it was from? Yes, it was. Damn. It was Back to School. Uh huh. Was it Back to School? Uh huh. Sure. Shut up! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I love that. There are people right now screaming. Go! It's called IMDb, <laughs> jackass. Bitch! I'm not looking it up. I'm just pulling it out of my rear end. But anyway, yeah, he did. I'm in practice which... among most primates. <laughs> so, but no, but Danny Elfman uh, is is. I think he has amazing range, and I love love his work regardless of the films it's in. And that, to me, is an indicator of an amazing film composer, is the one that, no matter what... Now, John Williams, I think almost all the movies he's composed for have been great. I mean, epic. Um, but Like El- what? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but Danny Elfman, this was, his, this was his first major, but this was not the first film uh, he did uh, composing for. Do you know what the first film he did music for, aside from the <sighs> point going 1982. I'll give you that. Is is uh what what um is is Elfman from the UK or is he Australian? I want to say is he Australian? He's not Australian. Hey, what is he? So. I don't remember. Right now, our three UK UK listeners and our three Australian listeners are like, oh no, no, what not, the no, hell? He's not Australian or Brazilian? No, no, I'd say Brazilian. British. He's he's from the US. <laughs> he was born in and LA. the American public school system strikes again. <laughs> He's you not know, from Brazilia. What's that? What's that one? Not... Brazil is right next to Ireland. Iraq. Yeah, Iraq. Iraq. No, Scott. The Iraq. Scotland is what? Scotland. Yeah. Is he Scottish? Iraq. No, he's American. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Is he really? Yes. Oh wow! I told. That's kind of disappointing. You know, it's like that reminds me of like when James Marsters, who played Spike on Buffy, the best damn character on that show, which I love Buffy the whole thing, uh, but. Spike was awesome. Totally had this Billy Idol thing. And the first time I heard that dude talk in real life, not only did he have an American accent, but it was like, oh, no. <laughs> and it was like, it was so like, what? Where's the, oi, oi, you know, kick you in the balls, Billy Idol. What? Oh, it was so disappointing. He sounded very just like, almost like really smart to very just like, um, yes, well, I was like, what? No. The illusion, dude. That's like the first time I heard Hugh Laurie talk. I'm like, wait, what? Well, yeah, but How see, can you but have see, but some, re- but some reason, wait, 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 but see, that bothers me way less. That it, it's like the like uh, Andrew Lincoln from Walking Dead. First time I heard uh, that, that one bothered me far less because he actually has this really cool uh, to us. I know if you're, you know, Mags, I get it. You're like, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares, Governor? Uh, <laughs> uh, my boy Phil, stroke on Trent. <laughs> oh. I'm not the only one, by the way. He totally sent me a screen grab from a frigging site, like a parenting site, where you could choose where you were from. I guess it's out of the UK, and they actually had Stroke on Trent. It's supposed to be Stoke, <laughs> not Trent. Stroke, huh? Stoke on Trent. Yes. Stoke on uh, Trent. 
so yes uh, uh conclusion of this Danielle no wait, no no no, no. Not... i'm not conclusion I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, but but yet the guy who played um oh what the frick i'm brain farting on the guy's real name that sucks on walking dead yes his best friend the oh, one this, t- the, the oh why the yeah, flip yeah. am i brain farting you got rick i've seen oh, i cannot believe i'm forgetting the guy's name Hold on, people. I'm going. I need Jeopardy music right now. Oh my God! Why can't I remember his name? John Bernthal. Yes, that's the actor's name. What the hell is the character's name? Shane. 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 Thank you. Damn it. Sugar Shane Walsh. <sighs> I couldn't. I couldn't play that to say I, if there had been a gun. I'd have been dead. I'd been dead. Yeah, yeah but he. Actually, hearing him talk. Well, yeah, because yeah. he has this real thick, hey, hey, hey man, hey, man. Yeah, he has a, like, what, what's going southern, on, man? Yeah, real yeah. deep, you know. And then, yeah, but so, south. but but he's like, he's like from New York. So it was like, <laughs> in interviews, like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, forget about it over here. And it's like, I fucking hate you for being a great actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, but it, for some reason, that weirds me out more than the other way, where Rick has a southern yeah. accent and then he shifts over to, you know, the Queen's English which I don't yeah, know what that yeah. was. That's true. So no, anyway, Danny Elfman is. Uh, that was American. a bit of a tangent, I think. That was that was odd. <laughs> rabbit's trail. <laughs> but, we just went uh, up the rabbit's hole. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah. So he's uh, Danny Elfman's fantastic, and this film was his first. But you never answered me. What was the first film uh, Danny Elfman did? It was 1982. Okay, 1982. Razorback. And it has a the reason, by, by the way, I totally was going for. I was hoping it was Australian, so I could use that. He did the score for Razorback, which came out in '84. Directed by oh. Russell McCahey, but apparently that's not going to work because, according to you, not that a, not that an American couldn't have scored it. I get it. God, um, <laughs> was it a big movie? No, it was not. And I will give you a connection to Pee Wee. Okay, there is a connection to Pee Wee. Okay, the woman in P- Big Top Pee Wee, Valeria Golino. No, nope. played Midge. Okay, yeah, the the little, little miniature yeah. We're gonna have to get into what Chris Christopherson was doing with that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. Climb um, the Tower of Power, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spoil it yet. Please. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she um sadly just passed away this year. Uh, oh well, after after so getting after, getting getting yeah. uh you know. <laughs> <laughs> run Her through by Chris. Susan, huh? Susan Tyrell. Okay. Was uh, uh, a main star in this movie. And I don't know. I've never seen it. I was just wondering if you had. What genre uh, is it? Um, Drama? It's comedy, musical. It's uh, um, Danny Elfman not only did the music for it, he played Satan in it. <laughs> um, it's 82? A, yes. It's a movie called Forbidden Zone. I've heard of Forbidden Zone, yes. I've never seen it either, but I, I can I can visualize the poster and box art. It's kind of like this weird drawing, right? It looks almost like a, not a mosaic, but it's like almost it's like an androgynous a, character on the front. Yes, and It's yes. like a drawing, kind of got a draw, like an art. It's not like a photo. It's like a... No, well, the this might be the DVD cover, but the DVD cover... DVD covers always suck. Yeah, I know. Um, but it was uh, directed by... Uh, Dan, um, uh, Danny Elfman's brother, Richard Elfman, who was also part of the Oingo Boingo, which the original name, of course, of Oingo Boingo was the Mystic Knights of Oingo Boingo. But hmm. um, he directed it in 1982. But this was his first major film, um, and he did the the composition. And it, from there, it's just it was just history. So 
fantastic. So well, uh, anyway. Jay, I would uh, like to point out that we've gone almost a full hour. <laughs> so how about this? Let's go ahead and do Big Tapiwi. But what do you say oh. we we break this into a two parter? Oh, do you want to? Ah, sure. What the hell? That way, that way, the folks get two straight weeks of forgotten flicks. Because I got a lot to say about Big Tapiwi. Um, I do too, but it's pretty much only going to be Valeria Golino over and over again. <laughs> With Vaseline. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why? Why? Maybe for my eyebrows. So on that note, Jay, why don't we go ahead and do, and I'm going to really put you on the spot because we're still doing our movie picks here. And then between okay. here and the end of the other one, you're going to have to find another one. Uh-oh. Hope you can think quick. And that's the sound of that explosion, courtesy of our buddy Hammond, longtime listener of the show, the guy who provided us that kick-ass song. That was the sound of Jason's head exploding as he realized he had just <laughs> entered Joel land, where we just make shit up as we go. <laughs> Surprise! It's all about not taking the meds, baby. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeah! <laughs> I am Con Julio. I need TP for my bunghole. Yes. Well, you've been hitting the cappuccino tonight, my friend. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, on that note, Jay, what's yes. your pick? You... What's your pick <laughs> for Big Adventure? Uh, okay, so my pick for this, because this to me is such an epic Elfman film, uh, even though it's directed by Tim Burton, uh, I actually went with another Elfman movie and one of my favorite scores that he's done, which I know is not a forgotten flick, but... It's still, to me, a pretty big one, and it is Beetlejuice from 1988. Um, this is an amazing score to me. It's very distinctive. It's it's. it's I really, totally really... forgot about Beetlejuice at Tim Burton because I was trying to think what's my favorite Tim Burton movie. That may be it. Now, and and that's another thing is that Elfman and Burton are, have been together yeah. in a lot of films. I mean, they they definitely have styles. Didn't they have Matt... a falling out? I, I heard know. that they did. I think it was after um, the Planet of the Apes movie. Really. Hmm. I thought yeah. I had heard that. I don't know if it's true, and I don't know if it's still ongoing, but that's what I heard. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know that uh, you know Nightmare Before Christmas is one of my um, favorite animated films, even though it's really kind of stop motion, but it's it's just a fantastic musical, um, and I love that. And that was a Tim Burton and Danny Elfman. But Beetlejuice is, of course, one of the first ones that um, I remember that was uh, uh, Tim Burton. I mean, uh, his specific style, and he really kind of blossomed into it. Yeah, I think Elfman and um, Burton also did Edward Scissorhands together, and um, uh, a handful of others. But uh, basically, Beetlejuice. If you haven't heard of it, I, you know, really kind of easy. It's the, the, the story of um, um, God. I don't remember the names. I even looked this shit up. It's, <laughs> it's, I didn't. It's um, well, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, right? They're the it, couple. Yeah, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are, are living in this kind of. Uh, uh, beautiful house. They they're this kind of cute couple. They die. Their ghosts come back to life, and they're trying to figure out how to live as the undead or as mm-hmm. ghosts, not really zombies. And well, uh, they want to get all, what is is that family moves in, right? Isn't that the... and they want to kick them out of their house because mm-hmm. they want to live in their perfect dream house forever, and they don't want this family living there. And of course, uh, the girl that plays um, oh, what was her character name? Oh, the little emo girl. Yes, Winona yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryder. Winona Ryder. I know is the actress, but I mean, I forget what her name was. Uh, as an actress, we'll call her but... Jane. Yes, Jane. <laughs> so um, she uh, uh, kind of befriends them because she can see them because she's such a dark character and, uh, 
they, they're trying to get everybody out and they call the services of this, um, this, uh, gosh, I don't even know what you would call him. A psycho? A, oh, Otis. I remember he, he was, a, o- was it Otis or Otto? It was Otto. Otto the psychic. You're talking about the psychic guy? Yeah, yeah. It was Otto. Yes, Otto was the guy. Yes. <laughs> yes, nice. <laughs> now, he was, was he the psychic or was he just the guy that was like friends of theirs that brought the psychic in? No, he was... Yeah, no, he was he, the psychic. He no, no, the no, actual. no, no, no. He believed he had oh. it. He brought the one lady though. She was kind of like um, ethnically androgynous, like you couldn't quite <laughs> figure out where. Uh, yeah, yes. what her, <laughs> yes, yes. And and yeah, he he brings her. He was like their high decorator, I think, and like Otho. Oh, Otho, that Otho. was it. It was Otho. Was it. You're right. It yeah. was Otho, not Otto. Because I'm thinking, no, Otto? Oh, it was Otho. He was kind of the trendy guy. Yeah. And, of course, um, so uh, um, the Alec Baldwin and Gene Davis call upon Beetlejuice, who's played Beetlejuice, by Michael Beetlejuice, Keaton. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yes, by saying his name three times. And he's kind of this crazy character. Um, but the music to it and the style of Tim Burton, you can, if you watch this along with Nightmare Before Christmas, you can see this, the, the, art, the artistic uh, similarities in, mm, in a oh, lot yeah. of that stuff and um it's just it's it's a hilarious movie michael keaton is fantastic in it. it's got jeffrey jones winona Ryder, we mentioned and uh um it's actually a really really cute movie but the score and the soundtrack to this is is uh, uh fantastic when well, so the score to that was, one and that's a great pick and the score to that one is yeah. very similar to probably my favorite danny elfman theme ever do you know what it is Favorite Danny Elfman theme? Yes, the, uh, what, the one theme. Is it your Batman theme? Nope. I don't know. It ain't a movie. So many. There's so many. It ain't a movie. Although I guess they real. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a movie. Um. It's a dead man's party. Who could ask for more? It's a dead man's party. Is that it? No. Um. No. It's Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Yeah, it's very similar. It has a Beetlejuice vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. I just love that. You know, he also did one of the marches in Army of Darkness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you could totally tell. Yeah. He's got his very distinctive style. Yes, for sure. Okay, well, my pick. That was mine. What's yours? Okay, my pick. I'm pretty confident I picked it a long time ago, but I couldn't quite place when or where. And it's one of those movies that. There's a handful of movies that nobody ever here has heard of. This is truly a forgotten flick, in my opinion. And it makes me sad because it's a great movie, and I could so relate to it back in my wanna-be-a-movie-maker days. It's called The Big Picture. I know I told you about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it stars Kevin Bacon. Uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh's in it. J.T. Walsh. It was directed by Christopher Guest, and it's one of the few movies he's directed that wasn't a mockumentary. Although it is a brilliant satire, which obviously his great mockumentaries are. So it has to do with Kevin Bacon is a film student um, at AFI, American Film Institute, I believe. And he he does this short film. It wins an award and he gets an opportunity to go meet with the big studio exec uh, played by JT Walsh and pitch his idea. And he has this idea for this very touching sort of simple minimalist character drama about these 40 somethings, you know, having existential crises, very kind of a, Bergman-esque, you know, uh, very talky kind of picture, basically as anti-studio as you get. And they, and they, because they want him, they kind of do the whole, oh yeah, that's interesting. And then, but wait, what if instead of 45, they're 25? 
And of course, he's in the middle. All of a sudden, he's like in this huge office. He's got all this opportunity. He's like, oh, yeah, I guess that's, that's interesting. I, uh, let's see. You know? And so it's all about how he keeps having to compromise his values yeah. as an artist, his integrity, and uh, his relationship with his fiance gets strained. And it's a really funny movie. Um, Jennifer Jason Lee plays this just great, wacky, she's very artsy fartsy. She was one of his. Uh, co- um, co-students at the film institute and it's just a very funny and it really rings true for how hollywood operates and how it just like chews people up and it's sort of a behind the scenes thing without feeling documentary it's definitely more of a straight narrative Uh, but the big picture came out 1989 highly recommend if you haven't seen it i'm not sure if it's on netflix actually um i would say it is but then i thought big top peewee would be and i was wrong (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no i actually remember seeing uh parts of the big picture yeah. like i remember the scenes of kevin bacon pitching the film and uh when they say you know oh how about if they all were in yeah yeah, so you know, if you wanted like in a snowy cabin it's like by, by the time they're done they're all like you know college kids on the beach you know right, summer vacation right. yeah yeah so I, I i remember watching that bits of it but mm-hmm. it's been a long time so I don't we'll never forget the name of jennifer jason lee's student film the title afterbirth of a notion <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh, afterbirth of a notion that is classic oh, so yeah so jay you want to hit him with a quick little contact knowledge of course let's also thank because i don't want to forget i hate when i do this thank you to kevin spencer for the fantastic show art we love you if it was possible junior style we would have your babies. So <laughs> thank you for doing that. And you know what? I don't want to be on this show anymore. If you're going to bring up <laughs> suck ass movies like that again, please don't ever mention that again. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Compared to Xanadu. Really? Yeah. Actually, yes. actually you know what? I got nothing. You're right. Junior's horrible. Yeah, thank you. I can't, even, I can't even, I was trying to do it. I couldn't just be contrary. No, I can't do it. Not for that one. Sorry. It sucks. It sucks. No. Check out some of Twins uh, is art, great art compared to. Uh, sorry, go ahead. It is, it is, it is a Coppola film <laughs> compared to Junior. Um, check out some of Kevin's great artwork at inkspatters.com. He's got some cool new projects coming up. He's also going to be in Cherry Hill, New Jersey at the next Monster Mania. And uh, he does some fantastic stuff. Buy one of his pictures. One of my favorites is actually his uh, rendition of the Joker. Very good, very good. Of course, JV at jvmail.com. Our yep, buddy, fantastic Rick. podcast. One of our one of the ones that I actually listen to on a regular basis, so. and I have it on my iPod. Uh huh. And Stitcher now, uh, he is on Stitcher oh, as we are. as we are. Yes, we are in fact on Stitcher. So if, if you want to get stitched, if you want to find yourself in stitches, <laughs> listen to us on Stitcher. <laughs> get it. <laughs> Yeah. You're so funny. I am so funny. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. yes. And then also check us out at ForgottenFlix.com. That's yes. F-L-I-X. Indeed it and, is. Uh, you can contact both of us via email at uh, Joel at ForgottenFlix.com or Jason at ForgottenFlix.com. And we are on Twitter, uh, which I hear is not a bird call, but uh, uh, my publicist says I need to be on there more. So I'm going to go out in the woods and look for the nest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, wow. it's – um. <laughs> It is uh, at Forgotten Flicks for Joel and at Flicks Sidekick uh, for me. So I always want to end whenever you say Flicks Sidekick. I want to go, Hi-ya! I don't know why. <laughs> and then, of course, Facebook. We have the Facebook uh, group as well as just the uh, the page. The, I'm going to be honest with you. Not a whole lot happens on the page. If The group is one of those you have to ask to join. I usually, if I'm paying attention, will immediately let you in unless, you know, 
you yeah but but the out. page will be changing uh which is yeah part we talk about uh, the the page will be changing uh the regular uh um website page not forgottenflix.com but the facebook mm. Netflix. Uh, we're going to start putting a lot more up there and start putting up some some uh, uh, reruns of episodes. We're also going to put yes. up some, some uh, posts that are coming up. Previously, it had pretty much just been the show art and the podcast, but uh, we're going to kind of bring that back to life. But yes, the the the, the one where there's more like interaction activity, and activity yeah, is the certainly the, the, yep. yeah the group. Yes. Which I think is the thought. Yeah, that one's just the forgotten. One is just forgotten flicks. That's the the fan page, and forgotten flicks podcast is the group page. Yep. And uh, iTunes, of course. Check us out iTunes. And now on Stitcher, leave us a review. We always appreciate that. Just just click the little five stars. That's really all you got to do. Come on. You know you want to. You know you want to. Come on. We are everywhere. Everywhere. In the Alamo. <laughs> In the basement. And don't forget, you got to tune in next week. We why, got more why, why, Wait, wait, Jason. Jason, why? Because we're supposed to have a week off in between. It's the summer. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. Son of a bitch. We got to talk about Big Top Pee Wee. And, uh, you know, I need more Pee Wee. I need bigger Pee Wee.